0: Fuck, I do that every time. There we go. I always go to the two-person <laughs> instead of the three-person because we're three people here on Respawn Aim Fire, the Kickass ass irreverent gaming podcast brought to you by affable idiots. Uh, we've got, I'm going to announce myself last because I'm going to go overboard with this intro. We've got with us here our normal-ass co-host, Adam mm, Pilly, <laughs> Adam Pilly
1: Gumbert. You going to try that again, Chad? Show me
0: something cool. Show me something
1: I'm gonna show you two cool things. Well, no, we'll do this first. This is a Mountain Dew. I don't have fruit quake. Don't get upset. I didn't say a Adam, slur. Fruit not quake. fruit quake, Gumby. I have a, a soda, and Wait, I've also got text f- messages. But we'll talk about that in a minute. What flavor is that soda then? If it's not fruit, Quake? it's just zero sugar voodoo. Who do you voodoo bitch? Oh, uh, who do you voodoo bitch? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
0: We've got with us our Raph regular, Alex. Ooh. <laughs> I, Alex Casino. Alex, uh,
2: show me I something sh- cool. Uh, uh,
3: fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh, oh, damn it! I was reaching for my Vita, but it's plugged in right now, and if I Ugh. unplug it, it's gonna break everything. Uh, I was gonna say, Chad, uh, I would have laughed at the way that you introduced me, but when you said we've got. Your voice, for whatever reason, became real distorted, real high for a second, and it <laughs> freaked me the fuck out. Like I was like, genuinely, really scared. Got. It's like <laughs> got like it was like a weird ass robot gasping its final breath. Ass it was robot. real scary.
2: And oh, yeah.
0: you've got me, one of your regular co-hosts, r- regular ass, normal ass co-hosts, Chad Michael Pon Ponce. Pon- 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 I wear punts in this. What what
3: What are you guys even, what are you even going for on this, Chad?
2: We are going for fun words to start with a P
0: that I started with Adam on accident. That's what we're going with. Oh, I'll show you something cool. Thank you for asking. Uh, Hey, what do you got cool over there, Chad? Look at this cool ass hoodie, ass hoodie from Destiny. It's a splicer hoodie. Yeah. The arms zip off to become a dope vest with a hood. Oh. Oh yeah. What? And also what? I got my Guardian Games medal. What? Gold medal winner. Oh, warlocks, baby. Fucking suck it, tight tights. Fucking suck it. What else did I get? Oh, am I wearing a, a Oryx King's Fall Raid Ring? Because this is the first time that I ever beat a raid the first time, got this this week. Well,
2: what, Ooh. baby?
0: Oh, do I have How two much? little totem statues that I don't understand the significance of yet because I'm not far enough in the game, God of War? I do, and a controller. Uh, look what else I got. I got. How big is that I, desk? I got dice. Oh, Dice. Wow. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. Chicken.
3: I, I will say this. I, I will say this. I'm a <laughs> huge still fan. Going <laughs> <laughs> it was... I will say gah, this. Gah, gah. I'm a huge fan of the God of War series. It, along with Kingdom Hearts, were like the two video game series that got me into PlayStation back in the day when I first got a PlayStation 2. Like, I actually should be the person picking up these special editions and enjoying them. Uh, but for whatever reason, I just didn't go for this one. I- I'm glad you're enjoying it, though.
0: Okay, I got something special
1: for you, Chad. Give me a second.
3: Oh, show me Show me it. Show me it.
0: I'm very excited for this one because, one... I just started with my boys a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. So I, this is my first pair of dice, that, or set of dice that I've ever gotten. And like how fortuitous that God of War Collector's Edition came with a set of dice. Dopey Dopey McGropy Rope. I've never beat a raid before on Raid Weekend, so eat my dust. Guardian Games! Warlocks for life! Oh, I'm such a good class because I'm a Titan and a Hunter, except whenever I need to stay alive and then we need a will. That's right, that's right. And then this, look at this fucking controller. Look at this beautiful ass nice controller. Very, I like
1: the controller. It's very cool.
0: It's a good one. Here's what good I'm gonna one. do. Chad. I'm pretty sure uh-huh. this part and these parts are swappable on the DualSense Edge that's coming out. Like mm-hmm. I think all all of the like doohickeys and significant things of it are all on the bottom or the back of the controller. So I'm gonna try to swap out the God of War touchpad and blue sides onto
1: the goddamn. That's what I'm gonna do. The edge. I've Show got a cool, cool thing. I was, uh, <laughs> I was moving right,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I got a. I had a box. I unpacked it so I could have more space.
0: Oh, is it all those games that you have up in your attic for like that you purchased for real? Yeah, all promise? those
1: oh. all those NES games that are legit. Yeah. If I if I had to give you one guess, say, let's say it's a collector's item. What do you think it would be? You you just well based on this podcast based on I, what I'm bringing to you I would have thought
0: Halo Master Chief or Predator except for I know that you have those unpacked and like in your within reach most times mm-hmm. so I'm gonna say we, we actually. I'm just to it's Hold a, on. it's a I, set of vampire teeth. It's a set of vampire teeth that you open it up and it has the baby alien mouth that comes out. <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> it's I, I, I want to apologize.
3: I, I actually I was bringing up a completely unrelated point that's related to what we're doing right now. I, I don't have a I don't have a
1: guess. Go ahead. Okay. Boom. Dale Earnhardt <laughs> Senior. <laughs> ooh, commemorative race car shut with up. a ooh. little player card for him. Oh, why do
0: you have that?
1: So as a, when I grew up as a kid, I had an uncle who was really really into NASCAR because he's white, and uh, <laughs> he gave me a bunch of cars and stuff to collect. I've got trading cards with all these men, and this is a 1995 yeah. version of Dale Earnhardt. Is Sr. that still this number is, three? Uh, it's number three of twelve in the Dale Earnhardt limited no, I mean, five series. The car number, the car number. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a number three car. Nice, nice, nice.
0: Yeah, we had so, all sorts uh, of like uh, Snap On. Or not? Some, what's the name of like the models, like the main line brand Are they of models? Snap-on. Oh, this right. Yeah, we had like crystal and Hart cars. We had like we had a bunch of them. We had radio control RC Dale Earnhardt cars. It was we were Dale Earnhardt family. It's a big deal. I,
3: I just want to say before we move on, real talk. All jokes and chortles aside, we should do an episode of the show where we do a show and tell of our mo- most like interesting video game memorabilia. Ooh. Doodads, things like yeah, things like your Dale Earnhardt. That's the
0: most interesting. Here's what we should do for our our
3: April Fool's episode this year.
0: Oh God! Here's what we should do. We should all dress up like Dale Earnhardt, and we have to, without any research, without any research, we have to do the entire show in our best Dale Earnhardt impression. Oh <laughs> with, yeah, with Dale Earnhardt base level knowledge, like if we're talking about games or video, like we have to do, we have to say all the same things that Dale Earnhardt would say, not that we would say. That's that's gonna be. I April I'll I'll love my set.
1: son Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll be a good racer one day. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, there you
0: go. Oh man, Whew. love all the Destiny chat in the in the Twitch chat over here. Warlock gang, that's right. Look at that. <laughs> We've got Adam, we've got me, we've got chop. all warlocks, babies. Alex, what did you play as when you played with us?
3: What raid? Uh, I want to say it was, it was the raid where there was a big dude who was a robot who had like a big goblet or, of wine not the, or space juice. Not the raid, what
0: character class? Were you a titan, a warlock, or a hunter? Oh, 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 oh. I was a warlock, I want to say. You were a warlock? I remember us being like, i me matt and dallas were all titans i know that for sure and then i'm pretty sure like maybe everyone but you alex was a titan it was like full-on titans and it was
2: i the worst
3: idea i, I had like the like electrocution sith special ability which i'm pretty yeah, sure is a warlock nice. thing so yes. yeah i was definitely a warlock
0: yes Oh, Mask Llama bringing up April Fool's Day episodes. Those are always special. Go back in our, in our timeline and listen to our April Fool's episodes. They're good. Um, speaking of April Fool's, surprise! You thought you were going to have a boring time. Today is actually going to be fun. Well, we're going to get ready for Wizard School. We're going to talk about N7 Day. We're going to talk about nerd games, getting exclusive windows on certain platforms. But first, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Indie World announcements. This comes from Logan Plant at IGN. And don't worry, we're definitely going to get to Ragnarok. We're going to get to Ragnarok right after this main quest. Who played Ragnarok?
1: Hmm? Nothing.
0: <laughs> we all played Ragnarok in different <laughs> names, according to these. All right. Um. So Nintendo Indie World announcements. Nintendo, like uh, in, in its normal fashion, announced an Indie World thing like 36 hours in advance. And they gave us a 25-minute presentation um, and they showed some updates on some previous re- previously released titles, a couple of exciting ports, and some brand new surprises. I'm gonna be honest with both of you. Nothing in here really like super blew my tits off. So if I'm just gonna go through these things, shout at me to Mm-mm. stop if you want to say something. Mm-mm. I know you're gonna talk about Red Legacy too, Adam. So we'll make sure to Mm-mm. hang out there. No, Chad. Look what I've highlighted. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm going down. I'm going. Oh fuck me! How did I miss that? Okay. Yeah. I'll see. Okay. You. I'll see we'll you. continue. Okay. <coughs> The long-awaited sequel to 2017's Golf Story, Sports Story, is finally hitting Nintendo Switch next month. The trailer showed off a variety of sports, but uh, when you're not competing, you'll be exploring dungeons, hanging out at the mall, or solving mysteries. If you're I'll a fan of you. roguelites... Oh, you want you want to mention something about uh, Sports oh, Story? Oh, no.
1: I, I haven't played a Golf Story, but people loved that shit, and they were really excited for this one. Uh, I haven't yeah. played it. But people are so horny for the stories, you know.
0: <laughs> horny stories, golf edition. <laughs> uh, esteemed rogue light, rogue legacy two is out now. Now, Adam, I know you're a big rogue person. Um, mm. uh, it was, is my understanding, this
1: game was already out on other platforms. It's just now out on Switch. Is that correct? It was early access PC came out in full release on PC in like late summer and now this is its console release. First console got release. It.
0: Got it, got it. Is it also on, on other platforms, platforms
1: on. or is it just Switch? I don't know. Someone should go to Google. I really have no oh. idea. Okay, got <laughs> if it, got, it's got it. Is it up somewhere else? I, uh, it was
0: like a full full everything. I think I remember playing that on Vita. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, it was Vita PlayStation 4 back in the day. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. And I know this uh because I actually have something to confess right here and right <gasps> now. Um I got the platinum in the original Rogue Legacy. Now, let me tell you, that was a pretty challenging, challenging platinum on many accounts. Chad opening up his <laughs> bottle just as I'm about to speak, as per usual. Um, but the hardest trophy uh, in that particular platinum list is you had to complete the trophy uh, dying 15 or less times. Oh, my God. You two are for trying so hard to fuck with me. <laughs> um, and I'm get, guys, I'm going to come clean right here right now. The way that I got that Platinum Trophy was for that particular Very Hard uh, Trophy, uh, I basically would transfer over my save to my PlayStation Vita and then back to my PlayStation 4 whenever I would die. So like, I would make a save... Uh, before I was about to attempt a new run, I would do as well as I possibly could. If I did as well as I possibly could, I would move on to the next one, make a new save. If I didn't do as well as I could, if I died prematurely, I would transfer to this, the save to the Vita and then transfer it back to the PlayStation 4. And that way I got around whatever check would have auto-saved the game for me and prevented me from save scumming like that.
0: Nice. Porkchop in the chat says, Alex is a cheater, confirmed. Shake my head. That's
2: true. Mm, By I mean, the way,
1: what can I say? It's true, can't can't deny it. Rogue Legacy 2 came out on Xbox on April 28th, and then November 9th is for, is for Switch. So yes, by the way, uh game of the year candidate. So if you have a Switch and you oh, haven't shit. played it yet, you should, because that game is phenomenal. Um, oh
3: shit! Yeah. Is, is it like, so like obviously I've been hearing about this game for months now in 2022. Like, how substantially different is it from the original version of the game? Because I really, really loved that game back in the day. One of my favorite vita games definitely definitely also a pretty strong playstation 4 contender like what does this game do that makes it a 2022 game of the year contender
1: uh i would just say like you know you're like rogue legacy was cool i like that it was a nice linear game and then someone came along and said here's 10 times the budget make it better basically how rogue legacy it like the art style is great it does this so so, i believe it's 3d but then they make it 2d so no like it's if you could turn the camera the models are actually 3d but they show it to you in a 2d plane it looks great runs great a lot it's bigger and better rogue legacy one uh and it's okay okay that's my best my best pitch for it so everyone play that first (laughs) we got a switch play it on the go Pepper
0: Grinder is a new action platform, action adventure from Devolver Digital. Now, this one did actually, like, my tits moved on this one. They weren't blown oh. back, but they moved. Um, yeah. This gorgeous pixel art action adventure features super fast action with fluid drill combat. Along the way, you'll collect treasure and other riches and use them to upgrade Pepper or unlock more paths on the world map. Uh, so this was fun. I, I, I feel like I've seen this gameplay somewhere in a 2D platform, but I can't really, conf- like, show i can't really think of what it is like you're just digging through little things really quickly i can't mm-hmm. i can't think of any I, other
1: can't game. Either. I just know i saw devolver and I'm like you know what you got yep. my interest yep you know we love them here well i love them i don't know about you you probably hate them but uh i think devolver's great so
0: uh have a nice death <clears throat> coming to nintendo switch uh the game stars grim reaper himself um scrolled too far lost my place oh with the corporate twist coming to nintendo switch on march 22nd 2023 this is this is watching this nintendo presentation was the first time i realized how fucking close march is i was like seeing things like coming in march i was like oh why are they talking about this now i was like oh because that's like four months away yeah it's like four months yeah um we played coffee talk one as a barf game a little bit. I slept through some of it, but if you, oh no! If you enjoyed Coffee Talk, you can play Coffee Talk Episode Two: Hibiscus and Butterfly. It's a sequel to the 2020 indie game Coffee Talk. Comes to Nintendo Switch, Spring 2023.
3: A, a this, little bit of uh yeah. Go for it. There's out. been like a like 20 30 minute demo of this game has been online for a little while. Seems like a very worthy continuation of the original Coffee Talk. W- will be interesting to see how the game. Feel will feel different from the original coffee talk if at all considering that uh mohammed fami who was the main creator and developer of the original coffee talk died earlier this year um but i mean yeah still looking forward to it i had a lot of fun with the original
1: yeah i'm excited i like the little more Chat. uh again lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to the video game uh, yeah and i'm excited for two
0: they even straight up called that out in the in the Nintendo are like, this is a fun game where you'll get to meet people, blah, 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 while listening to lo-fi music. And I was like, yep. <coughs> um, I know a lot of people have bought this game and haven't played it. Brent, Dallas, Oof. Matt. But now you have another platform. You can buy it on Nintendo Switch. In, um, Had a sizzle reel of indie games, including Inscription, coming on December Ooh. 1st. It's coming up. See, I'll well.
3: see this right here right now i'm gonna continue through with getting the platinum for inscription on my playstation 5. i really 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 do wish i had the opportunity to play it on the go uh obviously i can't earn any trophies on the nintendo switch but i i really if you're out there itching to get inscription and the switch version of the game seems attractive to you because you don't care about trophies like me by all means, go and get it, because I think this might be the best way to play the game, especially once you get into a lot of the post-game stuff. And it's just like, how how well can I play through this one section of the game with these stipulations and whatnot?
0: Yeah, that's wild. I I freaking If remote play actually, you know what remote play might be a good fit for this game. So there's not a ton of, it's, it's just mostly like tapping on things and buttons and not necessarily like moving in third person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That might be a good, uh, if you don't want to play it on Nintendo Switch, but you still want to play it on the go and you still want to get trophies, remote play that shit, baby. Or you should just play it
1: because it's one of the best games of the, actually, I would say it's the best game made you, you last should, year. You should just sweet. play it. You should just yeah. play it. 2022 Goatee of the year. 2021 Goatee. 2021 Goatee, 2022
0: Goatee. It may it may come to iOS next
1: year, and then it makes a twenty twenty three in perpetuity. Goatee. It's just always game of the year forever, yep. no matter what.
0: So those are some of the major hitters from the Nintendo Indie World announcements. Was there anything else here that wasn't mentioned that you two were like, oh my god, how are we not talking about?
1: Um, being the person who got the stories together, I handpicked the ones that I thought were interesting. So nice, <laughs> that's nice. there right? for me. There right? was a lot of stuff. It was it was a good sized um, presentation, but for me, it's like. The stuff that we talked about at the top was like, that shit's dope. The other stuff, I don't know, maybe we'll, if it comes to Game Pass or whatever, I might check it out, but uh, the ones we talked about are the things I'm excited for. Russell Quest yeah. might be cool, but that's like... Yeah, I, 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 like I
3: did that. not watch this presentation live, not because none of these games are of no interest to in me, but just because, you know, y- you don't need to make an event out of this IMO.
0: I'm trying to figure out a way to make this metal... Like, when it's regular, it's it's too low and people can't see it, so... There we go. I just double wrapped it around my neck so everyone can see it on the video. <clears throat> I'm also just going to tilt my monitor down so everyone can see lower on my chest. Now you can see my <laughs> you boots. You just really
1: want to show off that metal. <laughs> <sighs>
0: All right. Uh, that's it for our main quest and the Nintendo Indie World announcements. Let's move on to play time. We're about what we played this week. I am going to talk about everything non-God of War first. Okay so alex it looks like you've only got god of war listed on here adam it looks like you've got maybe god of war and then also vaulted seals
1: Victoria secret.
0: oh victoria's secret adam tell me about victoria's secret
1: no so they make uh clothes for women um bras panties shirts socks uh perfumes all the good stuff it's a pretty cool place perfume is uh, my favorite
0: clothing item for women I love it. Put it all up for me. (laughs) But no, I played uh,
1: (laughs) Vampire Survivors, um, Mm. which came out to full access and people have been talking about it. I'm like, all right, let me go back because I played the early access, played the full release. That's very, very good. That's a game where you just walk around and it's like, oh, that was good. I survived 11 minutes. I'll try one more time. And then it's like two hours later. So uh, it's very cool. And it's just assets from fucking Castlevania. (laughs) And they made a (laughs) video game out of it. It's really good. Uh, So, yeah. And it's like, what, four dollars? It's, it's so a banana, je- yeah. He raised What's the, the price. I remember it was like three bucks. He's like, guys, I'm about to raise the price. Everyone pay attention. He raised it by like two bucks or something. It's like five bucks <laughs> now. It's like, okay, relax. But no, it's it's phenomenal. It's on Game Pass for PC and Xbox. Um, full release, so I think it's everywhere. You should play Vampire Survivors if you have any interest in like a retro walk around play yourself game. It's really, really good.
3: I am surprised by how many people have been saying that this is a potential Game of the Year candidate. I don't think it's going to show up on Jeff Keighley's Game Awards like nomination list come next week, but
1: that's cool. I don't know. The people talking about it are the people who vote on it. So That is true. You, you never know.
3: What, what? You know how at the very end of the Game Awards, they do that like big orchestral sweep in which they combine different songs and motifs from the various games that came out that year? Like mm-hmm. what, what would they use from Vampire Survivor for
0: I, its section I listen, of the orchestra? Listen,
1: I have podcasts podcast on when I play it. I have no idea what the music sounds Destiny's like. Destiny's Child. I'm a
3: survivor, but they're covered in blood. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> or, they, or they could just play like various clips from podcasts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they could just it do that. It's like yeah it's just like uh, it's just greg miller sobbing comedian.
3: about
0: portillo dying that's oh that's I wasn't listening Damn before it. the show i listened to that recently and just sobbed in the
1: shower R- 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 riveting content to get you juice to play vampire survivor <laughs> That one. <laughs> joe rogan's like okay here's another thing to avoid a vaccination do this instead aliens <laughs> weed you know that's a good yep. soundtrack to vampire survivors good
0: stuff. um sorry my my choker came loose I'm just like, Do oh. you ever read that, that story as a kid? I think it was like scary stories to tell in the dark or something. Like, whatever that thing is. Oh, where the girl has yeah, a ribbon around like her the neck. The girl, right. And then her boyfriend's like, untie your ribbon, untie your ribbon. She's like, no. And then finally she does and her head falls off. Her head falls off?
1: Yeah. I just remember the one with the spider coming out of the girl's it, and then a bunch of spiders come out of her Ugh, body. Oh, yuck, McDuck. Ah. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm playing more Magic the Gathering Arena, Magic Arena. And um, I'm sticking with it. I'm very excited. I, the, again, the sense of progression in that game, I'm just getting so many decks and so many cool things. Like, there's I got a whole werewolf deck, a vampire deck, ninja deck. Um, it's just so fucking cool. I'm playing it a vampire, lot of werewolves and ninjas, huh? Deck. Yeah, man, it's so freaking cool. I am um, looking for... And you can do, like, multi-person battles in that thing, too. So, like, mm-hmm. looking for some people to play against. If anyone's Ooh. out there and they're like, I want to play magic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I got a question for um, you. Yeah, because I don't play Magic, but I know Magic did a crossover with Dungeons and Dragons, and I think it did like a Baldur's Gate. Baldur's yep. Gate set is that in the the digital? It is. Yeah, when you Ooh. when
0: you earn coins, like you unlock booster packs, you can choose what um what like season I guess of cards or what what Ooh. do they call those sets. Sets, yeah, and you can choose. I want cards from the Werewolf set. I want cards from the Baldur's Gate set. I want cards from, yeah. So you can choose which set you want to get. I booster just cards from. that
1: just to get that Baldur's Gate stuff. All right.
0: Yeah, bruh. Um, before we talk about Ragnarok 2, I want to briefly mention I got today in El Melo, and that's Spanish for the post, I got an analog pocket. Oh, shit. That's right. Oh, shit. What is this? It's that thing that plays like, cartridges from your childhood in this little Game Boy type thing. Uh, Very, very brief impressions on it. One, I was uh, delighted and also a little frustrated to remember analog cartridges where you have to blow in all the cartridges all the time in order for it to work. Like, I have a ton of cartridges that I pre-ordered this thing a thousand years ago, and so I've been collecting things in anticipation of playing it. So, like, I've got things like Battleship for the original Game Boy. I've got, like, E.T
3: and the cosmic wow. garden i've got <laughs> how how's that one cuz i i knew that that game existed cuz some years many years ago i had looked into like were there any other et games other than the infamous atari one how is that one uh, so i've played it for about 45 seconds just to see what it looked like on this
0: thing i had to put it i had to blow on it and put it in there like 3 times in order for it to work but um visually it is stunning it's a visually stunning game boy color game very vibrant whoa actually just like in general this thing like takes you can switch back and forth between like game boy advanced or sorry game boy color lcd and then the like the the, this has a stupid display wrestler i think it's something like 2k or something like that in this tiny screen um and it's just like gorgeous one thing i was very upset about was uh, in a game on game show years ago we brought up the most atrocious graphics on a video game I think I've ever seen, and that is NSYNC Get to the Show. (laughs) Why do you have that cartridge? Because it came up on on Game on Game Show, and I was in a store in Rhode Island last week called Time Capsule. Mm. Now, I was in the store getting some games. That's where I also got E.T. and Battleship. I also have a bunch of other games, like Game Boy Advance games and Donkey Kong Country and Game Gear games and all that kind of shit. But I specifically saw this in their little bin of things for four dollars, and I was like, "No fucking way!" I was so excited to get this thing. Turns out, I get it home, and it's just it's broken. Can't no. put it. Put it in. It says error. I go and put it in my actual Game Boy Advance. It's just a blank screen. It's just like motherfucker. So like, I don't want to call anyone out, but time capsule in Rhode Island, you burnt. You burnt.
3: I'm. Okay, okay. I'm looking at footage of this NSYNC get to the show game. So it seems like the game is divided into two parts. The first part is like it's kind of like akin to like the top down 2D Grand Theft Auto Games where you're driving a car to get to the show per the name Mm -hmm. of the game. But then it seems like once you get to the show itself, it's like this weird like memorization game. Or no, 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 you know what? It's more like it's more like it's more like a -a whack-a-mole except your your whacker <laughs> is, like, a star icon, and the moles are, like, the various members of NSYNC and a dog.
0: I'm seeing this <laughs> screenshot of, like, JC trying to build a Subway sandwich. <laughs> like what? He, like, there are ingredients of a sub falling from the sky, and he has to catch them on a tray on his head in order. Oh, yeah. But that's... the screenshot in particular of them, like, performing on stage is just, yeah. like...
1: Disgusting. <laughs> there's them in a little card from a top down. There's them with burgers on their heads. Yeah. By the way, I just typed in "bad NSYNC game" and this was number one popped up. with <laughs> oh, oh, them on stages. Holy <laughs> wow. Uh, hold on. There's, maybe there's, this there's is a, a part where they're playing. There's a part I where they're so playing. Play. Ball, I was so pumped. I was going to
0: stream this. Now that you know, I've got the analog pocket. You can it has a dock that you can display out to. I was going to stream the NSYNC game, but it's fucking broken. Yeah, we gotta, Time gotta make this happen, in Rhode
1: Island. You know how many people? How many? ones of people would show up to watch that stream we have to do it i'm gonna do a quick amazon search to
0: see actually you know what i can i can i bought the game legally so i can download the rom to it absolutely And there is an emulator in the analog pocket speaking of let me last impressions of analog pocket very premium device i freaking love this thing it's incredible um it does have the same kind of like thing one of the issues that i have with the steam deck where it's just like the os is not beautiful and user-friendly like i'm used to with all my apple products like you turn it on and it's just white text on a black background it's like play the game here's open fpga whatever it's just like okay uh but yeah the very first thing you have to do is you turn it on it's like here's how all the buttons work now update the firmware and it gives you a qr code and you have to Mm -hmm. scan the qr code with your phone download a firmware file put it on your computer, put it on a micro SD card, put it in this thing and then it updates the firmware via the micro SD card. It's like, "Mm, man, that's Um, clunky as fuck. But once it's there, it's great. It's wonderful. It's
1: good, yeah.
0: I'm hoping that there are like OS skins that I can put on this thing to make it a more beautiful user experience. Um, And I'm assuming there's a bunch of stuff out there. But yeah, there's also emulation now for up to SNES era and Game Boy Advance. So you can load ROMs and other things that you have legally acquired onto a micro SD card and put it right in this thing. That's pretty cool. I'm very excited for it. I have a huge, like, collection of Game Gear games that I've been wanting to just like. I've got the dock too, so I can like stream it all. So we're gonna play a lot of Sonic games: Sonic Chaos, Sonic Blast, Sonic Triple Trouble, Sonic Two, Sonic Spinball, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Green Machine. We've got a bunch of stuff.
1: I think you had an extra word in there.
0: Doctor Do, Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Bean it's, machine. Not a green <laughs> it's not green beans. Could it's not be green beans. It's just mean
2: beans. beans. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> So yeah, very excited for this and this future. Again, I've played with it for maybe like six minutes total. Um, are, are you
1: able to get those now? Or are they still like you had to pre-order three still, years
0: ago? Mine, yeah, I pre-ordered mine a thousand, and I was in wave two of three. So people still have pre-ordered mm. it and are waiting until Q one of next year to get there. So, gotcha. Yeah, we'll see. Very cool. Ragnarok. Let's talk God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Uh, I just want to get, before we get into impressions of stuff like that, I just want to get an idea of, like, how much time y'all have put in. Because I I understand. Well, Adam, I'm assuming R on
1: your list means Ragnarok. Is that correct? Yes, it does stand for Ragnarok. I watched Thor Ragnarok Ragnarok again. Great movie. (laughs) Fucking love it.
0: Uh, I've put in maybe 25 hours so far. And I'm, like, doing every single freaking side quest and clearing out every single land and all that kind of stuff as I come across it. So i put in a lot of time i don't know how far i am though necessarily but alex uh, what's your what's your hour count ish
3: i want to say that i'm maybe 12 or so hours and i'm also trying to be very thorough i'm trying to do as many side quests as is possible um but i don't have an exact number off top
1: okay adam where where are yep. you at Uh, I think my clock says 22, and also doing all the side stuff as I get there, you know? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There will be no spoiler
0: discussion in this. Zero spoilers for this game right now. So don't worry if you're listening. We can't talk about how
1: Chris Hemsworth shows up at the end. (sighs)
0: Adam, I just said no spoilers. I'm sorry. Uh, Porkchop in here. So first of all, yeah, Porkchop says, I think I'm like 11 hours in and mainlining it. He texted me early this morning and said, dude, I'm at this part, and this part, or no, it was yesterday. I'm at this part, and it's so hard. I was like... You just started this game, and I got to it about twenty hours in. What do you? D- so yeah, he's, eleven hours for him is like twenty hours for me. Oh, because he's going straight through. Yeah, he's, you, you can definitely skip through. all
1: the side stuff if you want to.
0: Yeah. Easy. Um, what are what are some of your first impressions of this game? How's it compared to twenty eighteen? Are you excited? Are you loving it? And what are you frustrated about? Hate it, et cetera. Et cetera. Alex, I know Alex you. Hates it. So yeah, yeah, I, I know. Alex first. hates it. He put it on Twitter that he thinks it's the worst game of the year, and that like, freaking Splatoon three is gonna blow it out of the water.
3: All right. <laughs> let <laughs> exact words from alex <laughs> jesus i didn't even splatoon 3 wasn't even brought up well here's what, what i said spirit. on twitter here's what i said on twitter mm-hmm. this game features some of the highest highs some of the best moments that i've ever experienced in any god of war game yes and it has some of the lowest lows that i've experienced in any god of war game so far now a couple of caveats here a couple of caveats The amount of highs that this game has outnumber the amount of lows that this game has by like definitely like a three to one, four to run, five to one, whatever ratio. Like this game is consistently way more amazing than it is disappointing. Second thing is the lows of this game, by the standards of all the other games that I play on a daily basis, way higher than even those games. Even at its worst, this game is still enjoyable. And I want to be very clear about that. I only am occasionally disappointed by this game because when this game is really going it's that good and I want to be very kind of clear about that but yeah my my thing about this game is I just feel like every now and then I think that the game gets a little bit I'm trying to be very careful cuz I don't want to delve into any kind of spoilers but i think that the game tends to get a little bit chatty a little bit too often and i think needs to let it needs to let you the player kind of live in its moments a little bit more um on twitter right now a lot of people have been talking about how the game kind of consistently spoils and ruins uh puzzles that you're trying to solve as you're trying to solve them. A lot of people have been saying, yo, going forward, video game developers should allow you to toggle on how often you want your AI companions to offer up solutions to puzzles you're trying to solve. I agree with all that. I am all for all that. I'm not even just talking about that, though. I'm talking about just... Walking through various environments, sort of taking in the beauty around you, and then having some little ship burger come in by the side and be like, "Yeah, Kratos, what do you think about this, huh? 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 Am I annoying? Am I endearing? How do you like my presence around here?" And I'm just like, man, so. One thing that I, uh, I don't know if I've brought this up over the course of the past few weeks, but I actually have been playing God of War 2 on the PlayStation Vita concurrently to me playing this game. My original plan was to (laughs) beat. When you said God of War 2, I was like, you're playing Ragnarok? Are you remote playing? The original God of War 2 from 2012 that was ported to the Vita in like 2013 or whatever. I've been playing that game concurrently to this one. The original plan was I was going to beat this on the Vita before Ragnarok, but I I was only able to really get around to it until now. And, you know, that game is dated in a lot of ways compared to Ragnarok. Definitely does not measure up to it in terms of sheer production values by, you know, today's standards. But I do love just how much God of War 2 just sort of leaves you alone with Kratos and your own thoughts as he explores the oftentimes, you know, empty, decrepit, kind of sad, lonely environments that he travels through. And I wish that this game had a little bit more of that, and I also wish that it did a better job of breaking up some of its segments that may or may not go on for too long, but that I can't get into much more detail about here because I would be getting into severe spoilers. All that aside, the game is very, very good, though, and I am enjoying myself quite a bit. I've definitely seen...
0: Sorry, my dog pulled on something and I was like, what are you pulling down? Is this toy. Um, I have definitely seen, like, I think I saw Aaron Saney from the Stadia podcast. I think I saw him on Twitter saying the same thing where it's like, I just wish there was an option to tell people to shut up. Um, I personally, I, there is an option. I remember seeing this in the accessibility or in one of the settings that like you can turn on and off puzzle hints. Although I have puzzle hints off. I don't know what it would be if it's on and I, they do seem chatty during the puzzles anyway. Um I'm personally playing though with the HUD off and I have it assigned to just a swipe gesture if I want to like check my health before I go into a fight mm. or something like that. So I do appreciate how chatty they are, especially in combat. They're like behind you, to your left, flanking mm. on the right. Like that kind of stuff is is really helpful for me because it's, that's how I know things are coming. And I I also am really into... The lore, I think it's really great. Like we're playing some, we're playing Norse mythology, uh, it, which is a compared to Greek mythology is like com- really, really underrepresented in a lot of things. So I don't know much at all about Norse mythology. So I appreciate all of the context and conversations going on around it. And I remember even in the first game, like anytime we were in a canoe, I'd be like, "Cool, I'm just gonna sit in the middle of the water and listen to Mimir because I'm not gonna interrupt him because this is so fascinating." So like I, I appreciate that aspect of it. The puzzles to me, honestly, I think anyone who knows who's listens to the podcast regularly knows that like, I'm not a puzzle person. I don't enjoy, like, if I have to look at a puzzle and think for more than 90 seconds, I'm frustrated and I want to quit. So like, I appreciate sometimes, and I saw Pork chop in here too, said the same thing. Like some of these puzzles, like if they didn't talk to me and tell me what they were, I'd have gotten frustrated and quit. So like, I appreciate all of this, but I do agree with you that it is nonstop chat. It just happens to be all the right things for me right now in the way that I'm playing about playing it. But yeah, I kind of wish there was an option to say, hey, maybe maybe just shut up. Maybe just shut up. Because I like Ooh, it, but kid. not everyone wants it. Otherwise, Excellent. though, the game is, is fantastic. Incredi- it looks incredible. It, it feels like it, it takes everything that we played from God of War 1 and, like, levels it up a little bit. I do appreciate that, like, some of the combat things that you had to unlock in the first game, you already have access to. It didn't like completely Metroid you where every you lose everything. you like, you've got your weapons. You've got like some of the attacks like deflecting uh, projectiles with your shield and all that kind of stuff. So that was really cool. The upgrades feel meaningful. Uh, I feel like I'm getting cool new items and the armor and enchantments and all of the, like that's all... Deeper than I want it to be, but I don't have. What I appreciate is that I don't have to necessarily go in there and tweak everything in order to be successful yeah, in the game.
3: that's the thing. The menus are they're busy to say the least. There's a lot going yeah. on in them, but. I feel like I've been able to make quite a bit of progress in the game without having to fits too much around in them, which is a good thing. Because there definitely have been games that I've played in the past where like I'm just not making progress. And it's like, oh, that's because you have to go in and you have to min max this out and figure out what your build is going to be if you want to make any actual substantial progress. And I do yep. appreciate that.
0: My final thing that I'll say about it again, non-spoilery, we all know that Thor is in this game. There are also other characters that you might expect from Norse mythology that also appear in this game. And I think right now, I am loving their representations in this and the way that they are portrayed. And to me, it kind of brings me back to the Telltale Batman games where it's like, oh, yeah, I know I know Joker. I know Harley Quinn. But like this is a completely different take that I was never expecting on them. And I kind of feel that way about Thor and some other characters in this it was like, oh, man. I have no idea how this version of Thor would react or how this version of this character would react. So I'm appreciating that and learning some of these characters for the first time that I thought I knew already.
1: Adam. Same. What's up with this game to you? Uh, it's all right. It's pretty good. You know, you uh, throw the ax and you call it back. That's really fun. <laughs> no, I like, <laughs> so I, a lot of the same things, you know, people have been saying online, you guys have talked about, I do. It feels like a better 2018, I really, really enjoy the characters and the acting. All, all that shit's great. Top notch. Um, and again, no spoilers, but there are things that they do with with the characters that I really, really enjoy over 2018. Um, oh, I can talk. I mean, you guys know you've played it. But there are things that, like, you know, change up how you play that I'm like, oh, that's cool. Not the one you're thinking either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with a why, not where you expect it. Uh, but... <laughs> yeah no i really like i love the story stuff um all that's going great so far the actors are great you know all the trails are really cool i fucking love thor holy shit the first time you meet that first encounter, yeah. i mean it's the very beginning of the game that first encounter with it's thor so is so tense awesome. it's so tense uh, so good um so yeah there's all that stuff good when it comes to gameplay it's like yeah i do it feels about the same or a little bit better my i don't know how i'm liking going to each to the worlds i guess i'll leave it at that it feels like Get on some sort of mode of transportation, go down a straight line. Here's a big circle area to explore. Go down another line with a boat or a sled, and here's another thing. So, is it is it that you like the much kind of more
3: methodical way of traveling between realms in 2018? Like you liked how much pomp and
1: circumstance there was in that game compared to this one? I would just say that. I I like this game, and I like doing the things. It's just traveling to the things, doing the same travel to the thing over and over I don't like. Mm -hmm. Again, that's such a small nitpick. I mean, we're just talking about small nitpicks because I like everything else about it. But it is very much, we're going to do an awesome epic thing. We're going to go through this big awesome thing. Now you're getting the open world. Go left or go right to go to the story or go right to go to open world. And it is get on a sled or get on a boat and go to the three islands that are in the middle of this big circle. Right. And then do the thing. And it's like, all right. like I'm enjoying it, but I'm like... I don't know. Do I need to go to these three puzzles in this big circle uh, every single time? But I'm doing it and still enjoying it. So I'm I'm just saying. I'm nitpicking because I think the game's excellent. And I, re- I love this, the characters and I want to see the story goes. That's my main thing. Gameplay and open world design are fine. It's whatever. It's getting me through because I like to see Kratos do his thing. So. Very good. I will I'm say this.
3: I will say this, Adam, at the end of the previous podcast, you kind of really nudged me to give uh, Elden Ring a try. And at the time, Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, you know, it seems like like God of War Ragnarok has got Game of the Year 2022 in the bag. I don't know if I need to try Elden Ring. Now, having, you know, played through quite a bit of God of War Ragnarok, having really enjoyed it, but having had some issues with it here and there, I actually feel more motivated now than before to give uh, Elden Ring its due and see how it fares up to Ragnarok, actually. Just kind of
1: see, right? Yeah. But I do, I again, no spoilers, this game is much, I would say it's much more of an epic scale than 2018, which that shit I love. So we'll see by the end of this game if I feel, if, if the going yeah. down a road to an open area, if that shit matters, if I'm doing crazy shit and fucking climbing on chronos to kill him kind of shit again you and know? that's a good point
3: like i've had my qualms here and there with the way that the game is rolled out so far but like maybe i'll get to the end of the game and i'll be like oh okay the game had a bit of a sophomore slump but most of the rest of it was excellent and i can forgive that mm. because i remember pain point
1: yeah i remember someone talking about in a review they're like i love this game they gave it you know uh i think it was andy cortez it kind of funny He's like it's 555 five, 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 it's great he's like the pacing in the middle is a little bit slow and maybe that's the point i'm in right now where it's like i'm just doing the thing but it could again, also be that, that like
0: we are through. we are going through every do i sound roboty to you guys right now
1: no you're fine okay
0: you're, you're okay a little, maybe yeah. a little slow yeah okay we're back comcast was having some issues while y'all were talking so i was just Shocker. you yeah surprise um but yeah i think part of that might just be the way that you and i are playing it right now too where it's just like we are yeah. poking our I noses taking, in every single everything. corner doing every yeah. quest killing all those birds killing <laughs> every fucking bird um, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm enjoying like it a lot. lot. Some people from the chat here, uh, pork Shop saying the only thing I dislike about it is they took the bottom D pad away from where the 2018 game was, it let you turn around 180. No spoilers. That's on purpose. Uh, but you can remap that if you you can remap it to a swipe gesture in the settings, so you can like swipe down on the touchpad
1: to turn around 180. Things do attack you from the sides and the back a lot more in this game, though. I, yeah, I, I, I see like what he's true. talking about. Yeah, because I uh, do the parry shield because I'm a fucking boss, right? and i'm always gonna like just turn a little bit to parry people sometimes
0: uh and smitty says the only bad part is climbing the chains i agree but i think it's it uh, it feels and appears worse in this game than it did in the other one because they optimize movement a little bit like they now have the ability to there's a a point where you just fucking link your chain and pull yourself up really quickly and so like Mm -hmm. maneuvering is so much more efficient now that when you do come across that odd chain that you do have to climb manually you're like this is the slowest thing I've ever fucking done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> we will have much more on God of War Ragnarok over the coming weeks. I assume we're going to be doing a spoiler chat sometime here in the next week or two. I spe- I've got the whole week oh. of Thanksgiving off, so... Oh, excuse me. So, like, if y'all want to beat it, by. Thanksgiving, we can do a spoiler Uh, chat. I'm
3: going to try to beat it as hard and as fast as I can. The thing is, is I really do beat it as hard and as fast as I can. I just (laughs) walked right into that one.
0: Wait till till we stop streaming. We can't do that on Twitch.
3: (laughs) The thing is, is I really do like want to savor this game as much as possible. I do want to be very thorough with the, you know, side content and whatnot. So we'll see. I, I, I I will try as hard as I can, though.
0: Dope, dope, dope. That's it for playtime. Let's talk about a, a few quests we have in our quest log this week. Starting with the Hogwarts Gameplay Showcase. This information comes from Cat Bailey at IGN. Avalanche... <clears throat> Avalanche! (laughs) Avalanche! I'm two Mountain Dews in right now. Let's go! Avalanche Software and Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment showed off a host of new gameplay during a new Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy Showcase. A 45-minute showcase, everyone.
1: Holy
0: balls. I watched the whole thing today. Even though okay. I, I was like halfway through it and I was like, mm, I'm not going to watch the rest of this because I don't want
1: to be spoiled on it. I'm just going to kind of experience it myself. And then I just couldn't stop watching. So, Chad, I watch an hour-long live stream from Marvel's Midnight Suns every other week. I get it. It's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the showcase showed off the character creator, combat, user interface, and more. We got some information about some fresh details on various quests and collectibles and other aspects of the game that will be very familiar if you have uh, uh, any knowledge of open world games and RPGs. One of the main conceits that I thought was interesting of, like, why you have to do all of this kind of stuff so quickly and back-to-back is that your main character is behind some other students, so you have to do some stuff to catch up to them. Classes, like actually going to potions class, going to defense against the dark arts, that kind of stuff, is uh, will be optional side quests and provide you an opportunity to advance your spells and your knowledge and learn more about professors. So that's cool that, like, all of those classes are things you could do on the side if you want to, but they're not necessarily the main thing. The showcase also included a look at the character creator, which is really robust, has a variety of hairstyles, including dreadlocks and cornrows, as well as freckles and other options. And then finally, the showcase concluded with a brief look at combat, as the player battled a dummy in the Dueling Club, which is housed in the Hogwarts Clock Tower. Housed in the Hogwarts Clock Tower, that's fun to say. Housed in the
1: Hogwarts Clock Tower.
0: The developers also hinted at what lies beyond the walls of Hogwarts, promising that players will be able to visit every area they can see. See that mountain over there? You can go to it. You can go to it, yeah. While looking over the vast Scottish landscape.
1: Number um, one thing for me here yeah. before you stalk. S- Scotland? Stop. I had, did not know that Hogwarts was in Scotland. I also was, was
0: surprised to learn that right yeah. now as well.
1: Yes.
3: I mean,
0: well, it, maybe this is like it, uh, canonically yeah, it has to really, be in Scotland because it has to be different enough for Harry Potter. I don't know.
3: Where <laughs> is Hogwarts? I mean, it's just one of those things where like I've never really actively thought about it, but I guess it would make sense. Like it takes place in the northern part of the great isle of britain and it makes sense that yeah it probably would be in scotland you know by means of deduction yeah, i guess they do they get on a train in london and they go for several hours i mean
1: there's not many right. places you could travel for several hours by train and still be on that They do google um awful awful lady we won't mention has said in interviews that she always imagined hogwarts to be in scotland oh mm, it's a great Scotland that's where it's supposed to be the highlands of scotland specifically the Highlands of to be. Scotland that's not a, that's not
0: <laughs> Scottish time. No, I don't know what that was um,
1: but the, gr- so the grinder
0: uh, it, it seems the combat seems fun I like that you have like your spells are attached to your right trigger So you hold the right trigger and then your four face buttons are – you choose a spell to use. And they said that over time you'll be able to get like 16 of those spells attached to that too that you can quickly go through. So that's really cool to be in combat and on the fly I think which of these 16 spells we need to pull out for which situation. That sounds fun. Um, Just like any other open world game, I think my one criticism of it right now is that everyone has open world face and they're just like they're completely lifeless in their eyes when they talk to you all the characters yeah you can't you can't avoid that (laughs) they all do And no matter their emotion hello help me get this thing out with the thing and I'll be very happy and their eyes are just dead the whole time and they're expressionless but that's just that's open world games you can't do that you can't have every scene be God of War style facial expression Last of Us Part 2 style facial expression in an open world game but aside from that I'm very excited can't wait for this game to come out next year I'm gonna play it. February so 10th. Hard. February 10th. I just this game doesn't. Up. Seven days before my birthday. I, I don't
3: mean to. I, I don't mean to cast too much shade here at the last second. This game doesn't look that bad, but after watching Gotham Knights kind of shit the bed on release, which was mm-hmm. another big WB Games property, I can't help but feel a little bit apprehensive about this game. Just. A I'm not bit. gonna lie. I played admittedly like six
0: minutes <laughs>
2: of Gotham Knights
0: while I was in Rhode Island. I played about like six minutes of it and I enjoyed what I played. I thought the combat was fun. I thought it was kind of dynamic. I jumped in like someone had, I think Dallas, I was playing on Dallas again. He'd already jumped in and done a bunch of stuff. So I, I was playing with a leveled up character already, but I, I enjoyed it. And it made me think I'll probably buy this on sale at black Friday. But yes, I agree. WB does not like inspire the most hope with their recent track record of stuff either. We'll see. Next up, news from N7 Day. No, that does not stand for Nanotechnology 7. That's N7, November 7th. Like the norm- Get it? Get it? Because N is something different. And this comes from Adam Bankers at IGN. For N7 Day, BioWare has teased the next Mass Effect game with a piece of concept art that appears to be a mass relay being built or rebuilt. A video of the concept art that slightly moves was released on Twitter alongside a short message from BioWare. The message said... Happy N7 Day from across the stars. We found this interesting footage. You may want to microscope or magnifying glass emoji a bit more closely. Fans quickly deciphered the message hidden within, and it is Liara saying the Council will be furious. Although they should know by now not to underestimate human defiance. So, v v excited for that.
3: The, so the prevailing theory here is that this is Cerberus, the, the villainous organization from primarily Mass Effect 2 and 3, although they did also appear in Mass Effect 1, um, building these like artificial mass relays. Uh, makes total sense, makes perfect sense that they would you know be the kind of villainous organization to build these things and that Liara and the Council would be upset about. Kind of surprised that they're still around after the events of Mass Effect 3. You, you think that after all the shit that went down at the end of that game, they'd be like, yeah, maybe we should pack it up a little bit. But, I mean, you, you got to do what you got to do.
1: Martin Sheen got to work, baby. I do love the... <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: he said, Sheen, by the way. Right?
3: Yeah, yeah I mean, he's dead.
1: it was, but he said. Spoilers uh, for Mass Effect 3. Another spoiler, not a spoiler of Mass Effect 3, that people have uh, kind of theorized... Of course, awesome have Liara back. Obviously, we're getting back to the original grouping of people, probably. Uh, the council will be furious, although they should know by now not to underestimate human defiance, which people are kind of pointing to. And it makes sense that the destroy ending, and also the image of them rebuilding a mass relay, that the destroy ending in Mass Effect 3 is the canon one, based on what she says here and based on them rebuilding Mass Effect relays on their own. So that's just a little fun uh, in-world canon thing, that you know mm-hmm. that destroy mm-hmm. is the correct uh, choice at the end mm-hmm. of three. Mm-hmm. Guys, I want,
3: you to put, I want you to put a bookmark in this discussion about Mass Effect, whatever this game is going to be called, because I have a crazy theory about both what this game is called and what that means for the game proper that we don't have time to get into on this podcast, but I desperately want to talk about on a future episode.
1: Mass Effect Andromeda 2. We came back.
3: <laughs> it's <laughs> Sounds.
1: somehow even crazier than
3: that. <laughs>
0: how wild this series that is all about choice and progression and living with your choices has like a canonical ending come on
3: come I on give you that in my chat in my theory you're wrong oh <gasps> oh shit
0: last story of the day what's up with ff 16 Says andy robinson at vgc Um, Final Fantasy 16, we've learned, will be a PlayStation 5 exclusive for at least six months after its summer 2023 release. That's according to a new marketing video from Sony on Monday, which features footage, along with the disclaimer, Final Fantasy 16 is an anticipated summer 2020, is anticipated summer 2023 PS5 exclusive for six months. This confirmation potentially paves the way for a PC port in 2024. To date, it's only been announced for PS5, curiously. The game's 2020 reveal trailer did mention a PC version, but the reference was removed from later revisions of the video. Um, I just want to point out here that while six months exclusive on PS5 does open the door to other versions, it does not necessarily guarantee them. If we look at, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, that yeah, was, was exclusive for a year, and it is
1: still only available on PC after that. So, Well... I think people are assuming it's for PC, not right, necessarily. Right. I mean, I guess it could be for Xbox, but because the thing with 7, which was they're like, it's a year of exclusivity, but then I think it was 18 months before it came to PC? This sounds right. Yeah. I think. Bro, or was, I think it was it Epic it- first and then Steam was 18
0: months or something like that? I don't know. It was summer. So yeah, we got the game in like, it was either late March or early
1: April 2020. Mm-hmm. And then it was summer So I think the Epic version was summer and then yeah. Steam was fall. That's what it was. And no one wants to buy it on Epic, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Basically doesn't exist. Uh yeah. so yeah, I yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if this means uh Xbox, but uh, I definitely think it means that PC is 2024 at earliest. So we'll see. That'll be a big get for in in the in the age of Xbox
0: gobbling up all of these first party studios. Like this will be this is a, a big get for PlayStation if they're able to hold this as exclusive for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it for our quest log. Do we have a s- s- segment from Adam? S- s- segment from Adam. S- s- segment from Adam.
1: Do we have one? What if I made you singing it didn't have one? No, I do have one. I was just waiting oh, nice, for you to nice, sing. Nice, nice, love nice, it. Nice. All right. So this matters and doesn't matter. There's two parts. There's okay. two parts of my segment from Adam. All right. Second part is evergreen not evergreen but it's it, it <laughs> the second part means more in the grand scheme of things for okay. the podcast the first part is only for us and by the time you hear the podcast you'll know the answer to so Ooh, it doesn't matter technically
2: okay,
0: okay
1: so first part of my segment this is all about the goaties is chad loves to call it he refuses to say game of the year he only <laughs> says goaties awesome um and there was a little thing going around on twitter i think alex was part of it too where game awards was like hey monday at noon Eastern time, we're going to have our six nominees for Game of the Year. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Mm -hmm. Alex. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. So I responded to this tweet, and I said, I think that- We'll we'll get to that.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Save it for a second. We'll get there. That's what I want to do. But by the time you hear the podcast, you'll know it. So we're going to see who does best. Oh, okay. So we know there's six specifically. So what do we each think are going to be the six games on the Game of the Year Mm -hmm. uh, for Game Award? The Keeleys. The Keeleys. That's oh. the first part of the of the prompt. What do we think the six games are going to be? We're going to keep our list, and whoever gets closest wins big prize. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, what do you, you don't now, Alex? I know you made the tweet. You don't have to use your tweet if you want to do something different, or you can. It's up to you. You're a free man. Do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, so yeah, who wants to start? Are you
0: are you keeping track of these Adam, somewhere
1: so we can oh, figure boy. out who's a winner? Do, yeah, do you let me open up already, the Google Doc
0: real quick. Do you guys already have
3: your list prepared?
0: I don't. I'll be making mine up okay. on the top and, of my In that case, I'll
3: just list. I'll I'll go first. Yeah. Okay, yeah. then I'm just gonna copy your Twitter uh, but go ahead am, and talk. I am unmoved from my Twitter list which I posted yesterday, which is God of War Ragnarok, Elden Ring, Tunic, Stray, Sifu, and Kirby. Blessed I I was trying so hard to get through those without sneezing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so hard.
0: Kirby on there in the Forgotten Land, huh?
1: Yeah, talk us through why you assume. uh, Talk us through your list while I'm pulling up the Google Doc. I'm not wasting time at all. (laughs) Yeah.
3: So, God of War, Ragnarok, and Elden Ring, of course. Come on, Tunic. I I was a little bit surprised to see not that many people uh, putting Tunic on their own respective lists. I think this one might actually have a tougher time getting on here, but Tunic still is. I mean, uh, unless. God of War Ragnarok really cranks it up to 12, probably still my game of the year so far of 2022. Um, Stray, I don't think is quite on the same level as the prior three games I mentioned, but it still stands out as like a very high quality, very unique uh, game amidst the you know legions of, big old sad dad dude and norse-ish setting fighting the undead and various monster style games we have uh sifu uh i think that that was one of those games that kind of took a lot of people by surprise that i think just enough people who kind of have voting rights when it comes to the game awards are going to want to vote for and kirby might be a little bit on the presumptuous side but I think that this list would be incomplete without at least one Nintendo nod. And I think a lot of people were also very pleasantly surprised by Kirby that, once again, are in voting positions to get Kirby on this list.
0: Big old mouthful. You can't (laughs) deny a mouthful.
1: Mm Mm-mm, can't. Uh, So my six, and I'm I'm still kind of iffy on this. So I also have got to wear Ragnarok, Elden Ring, obviously. Let's be honest. And by the way, I've learned to do this. Because I'm so good at these because I didn't have to paint my face half last year (laughs) or whatever it was. I'm so good at Game Awards stuff. So I'm thinking of what do people in the industry, what would they vote for? What would they want to put on here? So that goes into my thinking. That's like why I don't have Stray on there because I didn't, after the first weekend of people having videos of their cats looking at the TV, no one talked about Stray. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm just going again, industry people didn't talk about Stray, not everyone. Uh, So God of War, of course, Elden Ring. I do have Kirby as well. Because I think enough people when that came out were like, every time you hear someone talk about Kirby, you got it. Don't forget about Kirby. It's great. All right. Kirby's on the list. Horizon 2, I think it's on that list. People are like, don't forget about it. It's great. Da, da, da. It's going to get snubbed. It doesn't matter, but I think it's going to go on the list. Um, And then I have Rogue Legacy 2, because it is one of the highest rated games of the year, and people are big time horny for it. <laughs> um And then I have Immortality, which I think is most games media people's favorite indie game of the year is immortality so god of war Elden ring kirby immortality horizon 2 rogue legacy 2 i don't know if i want to put tunic or neon white in there like i could probably flip like rogue legacy for for neon white or tunic probably leaning more tunic than anything else but i'm just going to go with this list now it's a little bit different from alex i feel like it's a solid list so that's what i'm guessing will be the six nominees interesting what a year for games because
0: i'm gonna change things up a little bit i'm definitely gonna put surprise elden ring god of war in there
1: i thought you're gonna put no god of war no Elden ring just to be
0: that guy (laughs) no definitely god of war definitely elden ring uh i'm gonna also put sifu in there all right um i'm gonna also put the quarry in there the quarry the
3: Quarry. I previously talked about this on a prior episode of the podcast, or maybe it was after a podcast or whatever, but like I was shocked w- when I went online and looked up, you know, what people were saying were the best games so far of 2022 and saw so many people put down the quarry as like one of their favorite games of the year so far. I think like I genuinely think you might be onto something here. I think that game has the potential to be like the dark horse contender of this year. Yeah. I don't think it's
0: gonna win, for sure. But like, I think people had a good enough time with that game when it came out, but I think it's gonna get a nod. I am gonna put, Horizon, despite not having played it, I am gonna put Horizon Forbidden West on there. Okay, okay. And then my last one, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Ooh, you're a spicy boy. Mmm, mmm. Mm.
2: That game so got what some, leads some to... great
0: reviews. It did. Yeah, see, some, of the, some of these reviews for that game were like 10 out of 10s.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, looking at Metacritic, I think Mario Rabbit Sparks Hope is like the 11th game down for the year, like best yeah. reviewed game of the year or something like that. It's pretty high. Yeah. I understand that I asked this question with
3: no venom in my heart towards the fact that the game <laughs> played real weird for me on my TV, on my Switch. What makes you put Mario plus Rabids over Kirby? I just feel like it is. Uh,
0: i feel like it is more respected as a game than kirby is like people see kirby in the i know i think of it this way a little bit it's like oh that's a baby game like that's not a full-fledged game for adults like that's a little bit of a baby game versus mario Rabbids, where it's like that that takes skill and thought and strategy and so i feel like people weigh that a little bit more
1: okay Okay. We'll see what happens. We will yeah. know. Podcast listeners, you can go right now and check it out. We'll talk about this next week on the podcast because we Ooh. currently are unaware.
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> All right. That's it for segment from Adam. And that brings well, us to game. That's part one. Okay. Remember Whoa. I said there's two parts.
0: Game. That's right. Part two. Part two. Part two. It's part more one.
1: Evergreen. You guys already know the answer to part two is a big enough. Have we talked? To, have I talked specifically what my plan for game of the year is? No. I know I've, just I've said you want a thousand it. people for it. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily true. All right. So I'm going to put it out here for Respawn Aim Fires Game of the Year. Our very specific ideas is... Oh, I just saw a dog do backflip. Uh, <laughs> so in sometime in December, this is going to be a two, maybe three part thing. We'll figure it out. So the idea is I want to... <coughs> Jesus Christ. I want to have a panel. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the, our, the respawn fire. I know. I'm gonna move right through it. Respawn for my idea for the game of the year is we have <coughs>
2: <laughs> The Jesus.
3: anticipation is my, killing me. My my sneezing infected you somehow across the airwaves. I don't know how
1: ideal <sighs> Samio. My plan <laughs> to respawn fire game of the year is to have, yes, a panel. I want guests. So this is a good shout out if you want to clip this out, put this on Twitter, or whatever. I would like guest. To come on talk about us and we're going to nominate eight games to be for an indie bracket and for an overall game of the year bracket i want to record indie first because some of that will overlap into game of the year potentially i don't know if we want to split it up and have two sets of guests or just do it all at once we'll figure it out but we do need guests we want different diverse voices so come on and let us know if you're interested in talking about game of the year sometime in december second part again we make our bracket we tweet it out we tag the studios because they're awesome they deserve the love second part we get us as the host we come on and we decide we go i'm gonna do r- random number generator it's only fair way to do it we're gonna get a bracket and we're gonna break it down until we get to the final two in our overall game of the year is my plan to do all that in december so make a bracket with guests nice. us as the host decide what responding fires game of the year is going off of a tournament size bracket and I'll probably do a thing where, like, hey, if you guess, whoever has the best guess bracket wins a prize, you know?
0: When we get to the final two, Mm -hmm. can we, like, tape a disc of both of those games to a couple of chickens and watch them go at it see which one wins? Just have them fight? What? I mean, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, in America, there's a thing called cockfighting.
1: Really, really, that's an
0: American invention, is it? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Not South America, North America. Everything else is called chicken fighting, but here is cock
1: fighting. It's cock fighting. Yeah. So that's my plan. Everyone, put it down. December, if you want to be a guest, hit us up. But in December, we will start doing our, late December, we'll start doing our Game of the Year bracket and then... We'll make a bracket and then we'll go through a bracket and a cockfight at the end, apparently. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> that is now my segment from Adam, Chad. Perfect. Now it's time for Game On Game Show. The game on our
0: game show to play a game called Game <laughs> On, the Game Show on our Game Show, Game Game, Game Game, Game Game, Game Game. All right. The game the name of today's game is Al Gore was right about Fimble Winter. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, Fimbulwinter, if you are unfamiliar, precedes Ragnarok. And it is what has made everything in God of War 20, or God of War Ragnarok, really snowy in Midgard. But uh, just like climate change and global warming, it affects different climates differently. Like it's not, global warming doesn't always mean everything's hot. It's just, so Fimbulwinter amplifies certain things about certain climates and certain realms. So it doesn't necessarily mean everything just gets cold. We're gonna use that idea in today's game. It's gonna be a little bit more just like a collaborative, creative game today. So here's what we're gonna do. There are three of us. We're gonna rotate around once per person. So one person will pick a game. Just pick a, a, a pretty well-known franchise so that we all can kind of participate and know what the game is and how it might work. So one person picks a game. The other person has to pick how, or something about that game that Fimble Winter changes. Hmm. and then all together we all like brainstorm how that affects the game mechanics and in fun and interesting ways here's an example because okay. i know that you're thinking like mm, what does that quite mean here's an example let's say uh i say the game we're choosing is uncharted 4 and then alex might say okay in uncharted 4 Fimble Winter comes and turns all the ropes into snakes oh like, oh Ooh. wow what and so then as a group, we might brainstorm, okay, mm, maybe instead of the grapple mechanic that's in that game, we now have snake whips that eat people. Or instead of pirates, PETA is there taking uh, like, fighting against us because we're like hurting snakes and stuff herding instead snakes. of rapes. Yeah. yeah. instead of ropes, not rapes, those are different. Um so that's that's how Al Gore was right about Fimble Winter works. We choose a game, we choose something about it to change or amplify based on Fimble Winter, and then we all just talk about how that might change the game in fun and interesting ways.
1: Oh my god, that's such a good one in my head. I fucking Great.
0: Jesus we'll Christ. start with so this is we'll this is the order. We'll start with Adam, you choose the game, Alex, you choose the Fimble Winter, and then we'll all talk. And then Alex will choose the game, I'll choose the Fimble Winter, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Gotcha. My game is Kingdom Hearts three. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts 3. 3. Okay. Which well, is perfect because
0: it. Alex knows a lot about this game. So uh, he can choose a good Fimble winter about it. Yeah. My
3: Fimblewinter idea is fucking
1: wild. But the problem
3: <laughs> yeah. is that I know, I know so much about the Kingdom Hearts universe so that it's actually, it's difficult for me to narrow down what would be a fun thing to happen. Oh, I know. I know. Uh because of Fimble Winter, the the many uh Disney owned properties within the Kingdom Hearts universe start randomly spazzing and getting swapped in and out with characters from the Warner Brothers uh label mm. of IP
0: Ooh. characters. Mm.
3: Okay. multiverses okay.
0: Hearts. Everyone's a Shazam. <laughs> <Ooh>.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, Multiverse Hearts. WB how does that change the gameplay in significant ways? The game is rated mature. Oh, definitely rated mature. There are titties in this game. No, I have, mean, yeah.
3: the moment that Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Black Adam shows up in that universe, you know that the hierarchy of the rating sport is about to change. It's, it's changed forever.
0: <laughs> is, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson in any other WB property?
2: Uh, hmm. I wonder, is
0: Rampage a WB movie? <laughs> Let's find out. Actually, um, I think it's a legendary movie, and
1: actually, I'm thinking about oh, it.
0: Oh, damn it. I want just a bunch of different Dwayne The Rock Johnsons. A bunch <laughs> of different Dwayne The Rock Johnsons?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. What is Fast and Furious? He no, say- I think that's... Okay, oh,
3: according to Google, uh, Rampage, Central Intelligence, San Andreas, Journey to uh, the something, 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 uh, and Super Pets were all DC movies. Okay, Super Pets, definitely. Okay.
0: I want the like the darkest shit from Harry Potter to be part of it. I don't mm. know how Dark Kingdom Hearts 3 specifically gets, but I want you know that scene in in Harry Potter and the the sixth Harry Potter movie where Dumbledore's like drinking out of that thing and it's like oh. I want Sora to like yeah. be on the verge of death and there's this island of like shit attacking him um as he's drinking this water to get to this horcrux. Like I want dark shit. I want a spell that makes blood come out of your pores. Jesus. Like, I want Septum Sempera, or Sectum Sempera? Sectum I want that in this I game. want,
1: like, Ratcatcher from the Suicide Squad to show up and as a summon, and rats just tear people and <laughs> turn them into bones. Like, See? I fucking love that.
3: Here's the thing, though, about Harry Potter in the Kingdom Hearts universe. I feel like that would... It would break both universes involved because in the Harry Potter universe, there's this very clear distinction between muggles, normal people that don't know how to use magic, and magic users. And in the Kingdom Hearts universe... Basically, anybody can use magic. There are many different means by which you can become a magic user, but like, there's no real hard and fast rule saying you are or you are not a magic
1: user. There, not a Harry Potter world. When you get on that gummy spaceship, and go to Harry Potter world.
3: Now they're racist. <laughs> the fucking I was gummy say. ship. <laughs> Sora would oh arrive in
1: the world of Harry Potter, and they'd be
3: like, "What's going on? You're a Muggle. Why can you use magic?" And like, he's a mudblood.
1: And then all oh. the then all the racist people are like, "You're not pure blood." Ooh, there we, that's that darkness Wizards, I you were talking about. Yeah, there we go. Whoa. I like this.
2: Mm-hmm. I like this mm-hmm. idea.
1: My idea, just to throw it out there, was instead of Warner Brothers, DreamWorks Animation. <laughs> so we're hanging out with Shrek. <laughs> we're we're hanging <laughs> out with Boss Baby. <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with the trolls. <laughs> Megamind. That was my dumb idea. Oh, I just want to see Shrek in a nice. video game. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. See? Successful first round. Alex, now you have to choose a game, and I'll choose a Fimble Winter for it.
3: Why, th- of course, the game that I'm gonna be choosing is Cump Jump. No, I'm just kidding.
2: nobody even knows
3: what Cump Jump looks like anyways. Oh, I do. Uh I've been playing it recently. It's on the mind let's go with Splatoon 3, or just well, the universe of Splatoon in general. Mm. <laughs> okay, Splatoon. Uh
0: the fimble winter for this one is all the paint is spiders whoa how does just this wave the game? spiders all the paint whoa. is spiders
1: hmm. and i'm just thinking of plague tail um technology where you know they have like oh, 400,000 rats on screen but now there's yeah. just spiders instead of rats
3: now is the idea that like because the squids themselves the squid kids and the octolings themselves are like partially made out of ink in the splatoon universe are they now partially made out of masses of spiders as well
2: ooh here's
0: here's the here's the thing, Alex you've hit on something a little bit. You know how you can like because you're part ink, you can like go into the ink, you can swim around and then pop up again Well, in this one <laughs> you dive into the pile of spiders. They fucking eat you alive and then you you like swim through the other side and then they like reform you out of webbing at the other side. That's how you travel oh, through spiders. Oh. So, like, you're technically, you're, like, a web manifestation,
3: a a web puppet for spiders. So, when when you say that they eat you, it's just that your form, which is a mass of spiders, like, breaks apart, right?
2: Mm,
0: Okay, I'd say, so, originally, you were a person. You were a human person. Mm
2: -hmm. And then the
0: first time they ate you, they ate you. Basically, you know how, like, in Star Trek, they take all of your matter apart and then they reassemble it? Yeah. Well, the spiders took all of your matter apart. They ate you piece by piece just to get an idea of like how to put you back together. And then they just recreated you out of thread and or out of webbing. And now you're you're a puppet for them. So you were originally a person, okay. but now you're just a spider puppet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a okay. sentient spider puppet too. A sentient, well, a sentient in a way. Like you can understand the pain that you are <laughs> so, yeah, you so you still feel that. the pain. That's the only yeah. part you remember. That's good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Lo- Nintendo's going to love this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we think you're going to love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Um Fimble, okay, so now I pick a game and Adam you come up with a Fimble winter for it. Mm-hmm. And the game I'm going to pick is um
1: Left for Dead. Left for Dead, okay? Storm Citada. Okay. All of the zombies are now um eight to twelve years old. <laughs> oh no.
0: <laughs> are they are they still like child zombies or are they eight to twelve year old real life kids?
1: Oh, you know what? Because remember there's always that question like how many you know, five year olds could you beat up and then like a ten year old comes yeah. in every fifth wave? That's what we're doing in the video game. So you're oh, fighting hordes of children. And you're like, how many of these can I get through?
0: Now, in order to make sure this game can get released and it's not adults only Mm -hmm. or something that like no one's going to to publish for us, all of your weapons now are play
1: school furniture. (laughs) Sure. Hitting them with chairs. (laughs) And every time they fall on the ground, like they're still breathing barely or whatever. Right. You know, like Pokemon, they faint. They never die. Yeah. All these hundreds of children are fainting from getting hit in the head with a baseball bat. Piles and piles of fainted children
0: (laughs) covered in blood (laughs) from play school toys.
1: It's a great game, right? Because <laughs> again, I just love the horde mode. But yeah, you, my idea was like, all right, do a cool horde mode. But what's the most ridiculous thing I could make? And it can't be DreamWorks characters. As we already talked about it. Can't mm-hmm. be spiders. We already talked about it. So why not <laughs> eight to twelve year old children?
3: What if it's the hold on? What if it's the garbage pail kids? Oh, even better. Those awful. Because those I those feel like that's those a, things. like, I feel like nobody would care if we, like, no. severely abuse and, like, beat the shit out of those kids. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: And they'll mm-hmm. all have the little cards, and it's like they're 18, so you know it's fine that we kill these garbage, <laughs> these awful garbage middle yeah. kids. It's just just like, like
0: when you watch porn, and there's the whole it's disclaimer like, yeah, that comes exactly. up, like everyone yeah. here is
1: 18 in this video. Like we we say yeah. that at the beginning. This anime all is these about high kids, kids, but they're all yeah. 18. Don't worry. It's yeah. like that girl's definitely 14. She looks old like she's there.
3: six years old, but she's actually yeah. six thousand years old. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <anime>. <laughs> yeah, kill Garbage Pail Kids. What, I can't, so I never liked Garbage Pail Kids as a kid. What a nasty fucking, I hate Garbage Pail Kids. They're so fucking gross.
0: I I didn't, Did I you had guys? never seen them or heard of them before an episode of, I think it was an episode of Sunny in Philadelphia that they were mentioned once. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Garbage Pail Kids. I thought it was something made up in that universe. And then I looked up <laughs>
3: Garbage Pail Kids. is like, oh god, people collect.
1: There's a the movie piece. and everything. Yeah. I'm assuming. Oh I'm
3: assuming neither of you saw the movie, right? No. no, I know there's a movie. I've never watched it. Oh man, that movie, that movie, Chef's Kiss. I doubt it. <laughs> oh,
1: oh.
0: 1986, Garbage Pail Kids series five, Handy Randy going for a dollar on eBay right now. Handy <laughs> Randy. Handy Randy, and he's just putting his hand into his forehead. And under his chin and his teeth are his fingertips. Oh, Jesus!
3: Fucking yeah. You know he was actually he was the successor to Kump Jump. He was the one that came out (laughs) right before him. (laughs) Handy Randy. Well, Handy Randy Randy led to Kump Jump. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, fucking gross. That's it. Remember, Al Gore was right about Fimble Winter. That's it for Game on Game Show. That is it for our episode 283 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you everyone for watching. Um, as a reminder, patreon.com slash respawn aimfire exists. It's a place where you can go and vote on what games you want us to play. Uh, you all voted, ew, sorry, I'm this, I'm watching the stream off to my left my left, and I saw me mm-hmm. do the fingers thing, and it, it was crust. Yeah, right? Um so yeah, you can go to Patreon. Uh you all voted for us for Game of the Year Barf, which is backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends. You all voted for us to play specific games for consideration for Game of the Year. As a reminder, Adam and I are playing Sifu. Alex is playing Sonic Frontiers. So we will have impressions for those before the end of the year, and they will be included in our Game of the Year wrap-up. You can also go there. I've decided just now, Mm -hmm. and I I know Adam's on board because he's been like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, In December, we are going to have an AMA or some kind of, AM, like, we're just going to answer fun questions that you all give us on stream. Like, not necessarily video game related, but just, like, fun questions. Those questions can be submitted on Patreon in the near future. More information to come on Twitter and Patreon.com. And we'll answer those. Uh, I think that's all we have for a wrap-up this time. Thanks. so. <laughs> That's it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Alex, for joining us again as a RAF regular. Alex Poo... I forgot what I ended with. I think Pody? Poo-pie? something. Old pork. Poo, poo old pork? <laughs> poo old it, it pork. It doesn't matter. It, it really pork. doesn't matter. Um, if
3: Twitter's still alive by the time people hear this, where can they find you? You can find me at Alex Cozina. They're saying that this upcoming week is the week where the uh, big major stability issues are going to be hitting the platform, so get in on that before it's over.
2: Woo! Woo!
3: Fun. Uh if Twitter dies, where do people find you instead? I mean you can find me over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive K-O-Z-I-B-E-A-R-L-I-V-E. Uh and uh you know what you can also find me on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Cozina as well. Although I don't post there very often. Whenever I make like a, a, a scrumptious looking dish, I'll post a couple of pictures of what I made there, but I'm not a big not a big Instagrammer for the most part. But follow me there anyways. You never know. Not a big Instagrammer yet.
0: Just wait till Twitter goes away. (laughs) Hey. Uh, Thank you everyone for listening. Until next time, here's our usual sign off. Come jump, come jump, come jump, come jump, come jump, come jump.